The anonymous landlord is more than just making profit from property. It's a system of automation and a strategy which will shape the way you invest in property forever. It's a quality of life, it's a way of life. It's a business mindset. The anonymous landlord will make loads of money from property and continue to grow wealth and assets without giving up time or energy or life. Because what's the point in making a load of money from property if you've got no time or energy to enjoy it? My name's Tom Sone, and this is The Anonymous Landlord. Hi, this is Tom Sone, and welcome to another episode of The Anonymous Landlord. And today I am really pleased to welcome back Antoine and Karen, who are real life not only investors, but they also teach people how to get investors for their property deals. Now, just to add a little bit to that, if you are somebody who wants to invest in property and you find loads of property deals, you just wish you had a bit more money to be able to buy them and refurbish them or redevelop them or anything like that. These people are the ones that not only could invest in you or connect you with people that would, They'll also teach you how to find investors that will invest in your property deals. And those people, these people are like absolute gold dust. So I'm very pleased and thank you very much for giving us some of your time to educate us on this part of the world. So welcome along. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for having us again. I don't remember when the first time was, probably a few months ago now, but it's, uh, it's good to be back. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Great to see you again, Tom. Yeah, you too, you too. And last time we, we put a lot of effort into talking about um, Antoine and Karen, the investors, and what you would look for personally in property deals and developers and anybody that's investing in a property for you to be able to invest in them. But now I'd love it if everybody listening to this could come away from this episode knowing things like, what should I include in a good or a quality investor pack? What training can I get to learn how to go and find investors, to research the right information, to collect and present the right information so that I'm guaranteed to get funding for my property deals? So it's a bit of an open chat, but let's start off with, you are the founders and directors of Quality Investor Packs, right? That's absolutely right. Yeah. And it started by being private investors, you know, like we like we talked about in our first conversation. And uh, what happened to us is we were looking for property developers to work with. We're looking for investment opportunities. And we quickly realized that there was a, there was a big gap. There was a big knowledge gap. And uh, the best example of this was investor backs. Uh, we've seen investor packs of all sorts, and most of them were raising more questions than provided answers. And that's how we started helping people out uh, with their investor packs and make them suitable and make them work for private investors like ourselves. Brilliant. And I think a lot of people miss this part, don't they? They, they, they go around networking and chatting to people that might have a lot of money and then They'll say to them, hey, look, would you you invest in this deal for me? Invest in this deal. It's brilliant. It's never going to go wrong. It's fantastic. It's going to rent for this much money every month. And it's going to, I'm buying it this much below market value. Please invest in me. And that's kind of where a lot of people go wrong, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so, you know, I would say that there are two things uh, wrong with that approach. So the first one is that, you know, you're potentially breaching uh, FCA financial promotion rules because you're going around asking for money and you don't know who the person that you're speaking to is. So the FCA financial promotion rules state that you can only make a financial promotion to investors that fall within an exempt category. And that's usually high net worth investors and sophisticated investors. So really, you need to be sure that your audience um, fall into one of those categories before you ask for money. But secondly, as you've just pointed out, um, that, that sort of approach is really the kind where you're just throwing mud at the wall and hoping some of it will stick. There is no process to it. There is no plan to it. So it will become a really time-consuming um, strategy, for the one of a better word, to just go around speaking to random people and hoping that one of them would turn around and say, you know, yes, I'd love to be the investor in your deal. So like everything else in life, you know, if you have a plan, if you have a process, you know, it's going to be much easier and better for you. Yeah, couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, I speak to a lot of property investors um, that want to get into property investing and, and on, they're on the, the part of trying to find the property deals. And really what you do is open up, well, not, not just you, but just by doing the right in presenting the right information, collecting the right information and presenting it to the right investors. You can do so many more deals and so many more, um, get yourself so many more properties into your portfolio and increase your income and do all of those wonderful things, become financially free that everyone buzzes on about, you know. So, okay, let's just quickly try and summarize if you can, what is an investor pack? An investor pack? is the marketing brochure that you are going to use to sell yourself, your business, and your deal. So that's the document that's going to showcase you, know, you the way you work, uh, what you've done in the past, you know, maybe completed projects, your case studies, and then at some stage, a live investment opportunity. So a live deal um, that you are seeking investment uh, from a private investor for. That's a really good answer, because in there you said the way that you, it's a sales brochure for yourself to present yourself. And, you know, I think a lot of people, correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of people try and sell the deal first. But you as investors, you're thinking, well, OK, if you're asking me for a couple of hundred thousand pounds, well, who are you? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Tom, I think you hit the nail on the head there. And it actually ties in with uh, the earlier question that you had, that one of the things um, wrong about going around asking people if you would invest in the project that you have, is that you haven't taken the time to build a relationship with that person. And a business relationship, you know, we, we usually liken it to that of a romantic relationship. So if you were looking to um, go out with someone, you would obviously start off by going out on a first date then possibly a second and third before you eventually get to the stage where you might you know, propose marriage. So asking someone for money without knowing them, it's like proposing marriage on the first day. And many people don't seem to grasp that concept. You, know, you wouldn't do that if you've just met someone that you're attracted to, but then it seems to be completely fine to walk up to a stranger and go, you know, do you have 200,000? Because I'd like you to part with that money today. And that is just um, not the way to go about it. So more than anything, you know, what we really teach is the fact that you need to build relationships and you can do that through your investor pack. As Antoine highlighted, it's about selling you and your business first and foremost before moving on to the deal. Yeah, really good point. And you said earlier on about, first of all, you've got so many different hurdles. If you're just going around Facebook groups 
and putting deals into Facebook groups to say, hey, I want funding for this. And, you know, the chances of getting funding that way are slim to none anyway. But if you're then promoting financial deals to investors, you run that risk of falling foul of the FCA. And so that's a really good point that everybody should take note of. And that can that can stretch across so many different things. If you're just saying to someone, you can get this yield, this return on investment, it's going to be this much cash, you're going to get this back in this time, then that is financial promotion, right? That's that's it. Um, but also, yeah, really good point. If you're, look, there are going to be those people that have a friend who is wealthy that's happy to invest. Okay, that's fine. But that's kind of what you're saying. They already know each other. But if you are an investor and you have been offered, I don't know, a block of 10 flats that you're going to buy it, you're going to refinance it and then keep it and rent it out. Then if someone's going to invest in that and fund that, then they need to know you. Um, oh, that, I mean, that's a really good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, I mean, put, you know, put yourself in the shoes of the private investor. You yeah. know, how would you behave? How would you feel if someone was coming to you and say, look, this is what I need. This is what I am. This is what I do. And this is what I need. So how long would it take you to be comfortable with that person? Comfortable enough to actually seriously consider investing in a project with them and, you know, use that information, you know, use how you feel to actually um, build a realistic plan around it. And that's going to involve like how, like how early you have to start looking for investors before you even get a deal, because you know it's going to take a while. It's not going to take a few days. It's going to take minimum a few weeks, potentially a few months, um, sometimes even longer, depending on the investor that you're talking to. Yep, I agree. Couldn't agree more. Um, so, OK, let's put this into a scenario and we're going to get into a bit more technical stuff in a, in a minute, um, because I'd like to really learn a bit more about the training that is available um, to anybody that wants to attract investors and do more projects, property projects. Um, but can you give me a quick idea of, as an investor, if I came to you and I said, right, I've been offered this really good opportunity um, and we already know each other, or no, let's say we don't know each other, but I came to you and I said, I've been offered this really good opportunity to buy, again, I'll use the same example, a block of 10 flats, which they need a little bit of work doing to them and I'm buying them below market value and then I'll be able to refinance them and get all of the money back out plus a bit of profit, pay your investment back to you plus interest. So it's a really good deal. It's a, it's a safe, secure deal, right? Yay. How would I come to you and present that to you in a way that you would find appealing and can you include in your answer something about the exit strategy that appeals to you when it comes to buy to let um, or BRR? I call it flip to let, uh, buy refurbishment finance. There's a question in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's let's uh, let's break it down. So first of all, you know our number one advice is don't lead with a deal. So let let's take the deal out of the equation for now. And let's focus on building the relationship. And Damn when it, we I've build, failed. <laughs> when we say building the relationship, we it doesn't have to be necessarily you know very time consuming, and it doesn't have to be like loads of calls and all of that. You know, the investor pack can help you uh, build that relationship because what you want is you want your investor pack to do a lot of the talking for you. 
you know, most private investors are going to have the same questions. So what you want is your investor pack to capture the answers to most questions that private investors would have. So start by building a relationship. So don't mention a deal. Even if you have a live deal, don't mention it. If you mention a live deal to someone, they're going to feel the pressure, okay? And their answer is going to be impacted, is going to be affected by that. And chances are, they're either going to tell you no, or they're going to do the very British thing of, you know, giving you the silent treatment. And you know, <laughs> not saying no, and, you know, saying maybe, but it actually means no. And, you know, it's, it's not helping you in any way, right? And that, that's, that's, not, that's not something um, anybody, anybody wants. So, you know, build that relationship first. But let's just fast forward, you know, you've, uh, you've sent the right information to these people, you've started building that relationship, and the investor that you're talking to is, is comfortable um, receiving and talking about live investment opportunities. And you've also made sure that the compli compliance boxes are ticked. So you've made sure that, you know, you're talking to high net worth or sophisticated investors. So this is done. Now let's move on to the deal. So the first thing you want to you ask yourself is how can I structure the deal in a way that's going to work for me and that's going to work for the private investor at the same time. So you know, you, we're talking about uh, buy and hold in this case. So what you want to figure out is what sort of involvement. So first of all, what's your objective is, uh, what your objective is for the long term. Um, are you looking to hold for just a few years or hold for the very long term? You know, what's your plan and um, how you want investors involved? So let's imagine you, you buy a block of flats. Uh, you've got some work that needs to be done to, uh, to the flats in that block, meaning you're going to increase the value of these flats. And uh, the plan is for you, just you, the, the, the property investor, the person who's buying them, uh, to just hold them in your name and just you. So you're only interested in getting a private investor for a short period of time, you know, just to pay for you know, the refurb works or to uh, help you with uh, the deposit to, to, go with the bridge, to go with bridging finance. So what you have to make sure is that the deal allows you to repay the investor when you're going to exit it. So when you're going to refinance onto a buy-to-let mortgage for, for this block of flats. So you got to make sure there's enough money in the deal to repay the investor along with uh, the interest that you have to pay them if it's a loan or with a share of the profit if, you, uh, if you're doing an equity investment. So that's, that's one way to look at it. A kind of a short-term investment opportunity where you, you know, you're buying a block of flat and you want to keep it just for yourself. Now, there's another way to look at it and it's more of a, a joint venture, long-term joint venture type of arrangement where you are building a portfolio for yourself as well as the investor. So the both of you together, you're going to be owning properties. And in this case, you've got more flexibility because you don't have an end date. So you don't have a, um, you know, a date by which you have to repay the investor the cash that they invested. You are you know, joint owners in the project, you're investing some money, and maybe your exit strategy is to sell the portfolio in 15, 20, or 25 years. And that gives you a lot more flexibility. But it's a different type of investment for private investors. So, you know, it works for some, doesn't work for others. So that's something that you have to figure out when you, you know, when you're putting it all together, when you're looking at a deal, when you're putting the investor back together, and when, we, when you reach out to, uh, 
to these investors that you're trying to convince to invest in your project? That's a really good answer and really good advice there about um, how you see the exits as well, short-term, long-term, joint venture. Um, and I think a lot of people will take note of that because um, there's a lot of people that want to build portfolios and achieve that rental income um, and the profit that that brings, as well as a bit of capital growth as well. And, and what you're saying, um, if you're going to do a joint venture with a property investor where they fund the purchasing and the refurbishments, but the joint venture could be that the, the property investor is repaid a percentage of the net profits to cover their expense, to cover their interest and their, their interests. Um, and then you can take the, the rest. So, and I'll put that into an example and, and sorry to waffle on a little bit here, but I'll put that into an example. If you find somebody that's prepared to finance your property investments and they've said to you that all I want is 10% per year on the cash that I lend and you can go and find property investments that return 15% on on the cash that's invested in the properties then you pay your investor 10 percent; they're happy and you keep the five percent for yourself and that's technically free money um and and would i be right in summarizing it as simply as that as that's one option yeah so you, you it has to be it has to be attractive and uh, palatable to investors and i think that the downside of uh, doing it the way that you suggest is the security that you offer to the investor may not be very clear. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you, if you go on a deal by deal basis, as opposed to, um, you know, just borrowing money and then using that money to build your portfolio, I think it makes it a bit clearer for the, uh, for the investor to know what, uh, what the exposure is, what the risk is. And it makes it a lot easier for you to be able to offer security to the investor. So that could be, you know, a first charge on the property which is the, the best security out there in the uh, yep. property investment world. And, you know, that's going to be, that's going to be one of those things that, that's, that, uh, you know, that investors are going to find very attractive. You know, if you start telling them, I can offer you first charge security and a personal guarantee, for instance, then the savvy investors who understand, you know, what's going on in the market, the, the value of security are going to be, are going to be attracted to that. Yeah, that's, that's a very good point. Um, and really, we're all property investors. So you're only going to invest in something with, with that security. And that's going to match your own comfort levels, isn't it? If, you're, if your comfort level is higher risk for higher return, then fine. Maybe you'd look for slightly less security. But if your comfort zone is to have things that secure safe investments, you might make a little bit less money, but you've got much secure, much safer investments. Okay, so now look, I know that your business quality investor packs. Um, there are a lot of people that probably won't fully grasp what the quality investor, sorry, what an investor pack actually is. And there are probably a lot of people that think they don't need one. They could just go and give the gift of the gab and just chat, chat, chat and, uh, and win people over. But I firmly believe that actually to learn how to use an investor pack properly and put it together properly is fundamentally invaluable to any property investor that wants to move on to bigger and better things and leverage other people's cash to grow portfolios and build income and so on. Now, I know that you give a free download, don't you? 
That's right. Yes, there's a free investor back template and other free resources on the, on our website on uh, raising investor finance uh, in general and um, investor backs in particular. Yeah. Uh, and look, this isn't a sales pitch, by the way. Actually, Antoine and Karen have very kindly come on to just try and help educate property investors and investor landlords on how they can grow and how they can do bigger, better things. Um, but I do think that everybody who is into property in any way should go onto your website and absorb all of the free resources that are on there. You probably give away a bit too much, if I'm honest with you. But do you want to tell us your website address? Yeah, sure. Our website address is qualityinvestorpacks.com. So all one word, qualityinvestorpacks, that's in the plural.com. Thank you. Um, okay, so that's perfect. And so from here, if someone is looking, right, so let's say we've got a standard property investor, they've been doing it the old fashioned way where they've saved up a bit of money, bought a property using their cash as a deposit, and they've rented it out, and they've got a little portfolio of properties. Um, now they want to take it to the next level, maybe they've carried on in property, and they found this mysterious block of 10 flats that we keep talking about. They've been offered this, this um, properties like that, or they found properties like that, and they keep seeing them everywhere. And they think, oh, I wish I could afford that. And then they hear this podcast where Antoine and Karen are saying, well, actually, you can afford that if you do it the right way. So this person now, this, this hypo hypothetical person is now thinking, I want to learn more about this. I really want to start training and learning and developing myself on working with property investors sorry working with investors to generate more property opportunities to grow my portfolio where can they learn what can they learn and what do you guys teach right so uh, we help property entrepreneurs uh, create quality investor packs the, that will leave investors wanting to give them money for their property projects so that's what we specialize in and uh, alongside that, we also help uh, property entrepreneurs with all aspects of working with private investors. So as we know, you know, working with a private investor is not just contained to the investor pack alone. There are a lot of other bits that go around it, such as you know, communication. So investor relations is an important piece. So we're putting together um, different resources at the moment to help property entrepreneurs with all of that. But our main focus is on the investor packs because we believe that that does a lot of the talking for you and having a good one in place would just make your life so much easier when it comes to fundraising. And once you've done an investor pack, am I right in thinking that once you've learned how to do an investor pack, because you, you could download a template and you could try and fill it out yourself, but that's the, that's the same as downloading the ingredients from McDonald's and then trying to make it yourself. It's just not the same thing, right? Um, you could do all of that. And I do urge people, by the way, to get onto the website, qualityinvestorpacks.com and download that template at least. But from there, you can really get into um, how to put it together deal by deal and person by person, investor by investor. What sort of differences do you think there might be or what sort of tips would you give someone in making that investor pack? And why would somebody choose to, to train with you on putting those investor packs together? Yeah, so our top tip um, on creating investor packs, which we tell all our clients, is that reading your investor pack should be like having a conversation with you. 
we want to see your personality shine through. You know, it, it should just be a reflection of who you are because it doesn't make sense if you have an investor pack that doesn't sound like you at all because at some point you are going to be jumping on a call or meeting the investor face-to-face -face, and what you don't want to happen is that disconnect where they go, you don't sound at all like that. You don't echo what you say. So it's, it's really important that it sounds like you, which is why the support and training we provide is very much focused on the content. So we provide support on you know, the type of content that should go in the investor pack, but it's all created and written by you because it needs to sound like you. So we provide, we show you good, we show you bad examples. And the idea behind this is the good examples will inspire you to give you an idea of what to write. And the bad examples will show you exactly what to avoid. But we highly advise that they never just copy blindly word for word, because when you do that, you'll, you are going to get that disconnect, you know, in different chunks being from different places. And it's not reading well, because we've seen investor packs like that, where you read through it and you go like, this is not all written by the same person. And it just doesn't flow. Yeah, that makes sense. I suppose that's the same with everything, isn't it? When you, you get an email from somebody that you've been talking to over and over again, and their email is, is written in, I don't know, 1900s English, because it's trying, it's trying to be Shakespearean almost. And, you, and you've just been speaking to this person, and they sound just like a regular person. And then they start using big, long words and <laughs> all of those things. So no, I agree with you. Definitely agree with you. What about um, then if we were looking at, do you think it's worthwhile going to this length of education and uh, research and collecting of information and presenting of information through an investor pack is it worth it for somebody who's just looking to do uh, a buy to let or a flip to let where they can buy it below market value add a little bit of value and then refinance it and pay pay off any borrowings that they've had is it still worth doing it on those basis yeah, anybody who's looking to scale their property business um, then it's definitely going to be worth it for them um, you know, if, you, if you're serious about property, if you want to you know, get more deals or if you want to do better deals, uh, bigger deals, sorry, then that, that makes sense because you want to, you know, we were talking earlier, you need to have a plan, you need to have a process and an investor back is going to be, um, you know, a key part of that process that's going to help you do it with less effort, less time and quicker and better. So I think, yeah, it's really important to, uh, to have that nailed down. Yeah. It's about also professionalizing your business. So if you're looking to take your business to a professional level, you know, having a good investor pack gives you that extra edge because as investors ourselves, you know, when we were looking for investment opportunities, uh, people who prepared a good document certainly caught our attention over someone who would give us, e uh, give us information over, you know, random text messages or an email here, or maybe I'm going to suddenly share, you, share with you a link to my Google Drive. It's a lot of effort on the investor's part to try and piece all that information together and say, you know, we, we will have a conversation over a, a number of months. So at some point when Tom said, you come to me, you know, you found that magical block of 10 flats and I go, okay, great. You know, I want to look back on what Tom and I have shared in the past. Having an investor pack will make it really easy for me to revisit the information that you have provided to get me up to speed, you know, with what you've told me you do, what your business does and, you know, is this a viable option? Imagine if it's all scattered through emails, texts, you know, maybe in a coffee meeting, you're relying on the investor to keep track of everything you have said. And that's likely to lead to mistakes or perhaps the investor just losing interest because you're making it too difficult for them to make that investment. That is such a good point. And that is, is one of the key points I'd like people to take from this in that if you are asking somebody for money, then you've got to make it easy for them. They don't owe you anything. 
And in fact, there are more people that want money than there are prepared to lend money. So actually a really good point there. And I think, I think the last part I'd like to end on is, is, of course, I want people to be able to contact you. So what, what is the next stage for someone who says, yeah, do you know what? I really need to improve this part of my property venture. So what, what do people do first? So uh, they should visit our website. Uh, as I mentioned, so our website is really the gateway to us. Uh, you can connect with us on social media. So we are active across the various social media platforms, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and we continue to share our knowledge on those platforms. And uh, there is a link to connect with us, to speak to us uh, through our website as well, if people want to take that next step. So yeah, plenty of ways uh, to consume information at a pace that suits you. Fantastic. Thank you very much for joining me. And look, I, I just like to say as well that you could go to a bank, you can go to a, a, a private equity firm, you could do num a number of things to try and get funding for a property deal whether that's a little property deal or a big property deal or a massive development um you can you can find places that will fund you on those developments however if you want to have a a proper investor who's going to invest in you and not make you find all of these hundreds of different fees and put down 35 percent deposits on the purchase and then charge you the earth for the development of the project and so on and so on and lots of different exit clauses and safety clauses if you're going to have an investor that's going to invest in you then i just want to echo what karen just said because that's really resonated with me in that you've got to make it easy for them so i just want to say thank you once again for sharing your knowledge with us antoine and karen thank you very much is there anything you'd like to finish on any little quotes or sayings <laughs> on the I'll just add to, to what you just said, because I think it's, uh, it's, you know, it's uh, entirely true. And, you know, one thing you, uh, one of the benefits of working with private investors is that you've got a direct relationship with the people who are actually going to fund the deal. If you're looking at a private equity firm, or if you're looking at bridging finance or a bank, uh, they are, you know, merely intermediaries. And you don't have a direct relationship to the decision maker, to the person who's actually going to say, you know, yes or no, I'm interested in, in funding that deal. And I think that's one of the, one of the benefits of uh, going direct to private investors. You can build that relationship and, um, you know, you can have the investor for a very long period of time. If you do things well, if they're happy, if you communicate well, um, you know, it's a, it's a long-term investment in a win-win in a relationship. Uh, that you can that you can really commit to and on that note i'd like to add that you should always you should start looking for investors today don't wait until you have found the magical 10 blocks of flats uh, <laughs> before you start looking for money because you know we hate to break it to you but that's often too late to start looking for money because we get that people find a deal they really need an investor and they go like how can you help me create an investor pack as we mentioned earlier on in the podcast, it is important to build that relationship. So don't wait until you have found a deal to start looking for investors. Start today. Great, great, great advice. And hey, this sometimes I think this stuff goes over people's heads, especially if you're a, an investor landlord who just wants to grow your portfolio. You maybe think, well, I don't need to get involved in that. I just just buying some buy to lets. Well, 
if you want to do that quicker and you want to scale it up, then absolutely you should look at different ways to funding than just the standard buy-to-let mortgage lenders. There may well be better options for you to grow. Um, so I'll finish there by saying thank you once again for joining me. I'm sure this isn't the last one. My name's Tom Sohn, and I've been very, very privileged to be joined by Antoine and Karen. Do get in contact with them. Definitely go and download the free stuff that's on their website. Even if you only download their investor pack template, it's a really good insight and a guide into what sort of things investors would look for if they're going to invest in your property deals. And that can be massive developments where you're building 50 properties, or it can be one buy-to-let property that you're being able to buy for below market value. And remember that within all of this, think about this from the investor's side, because actually you've got to make it easy for them, because to them, this is an investment and they want to make profit without putting in tons of effort in the same way that you're a property investor and your property, if you remember my saying, is nothing more than a vehicle which is designed to make profit without you. So my name's Tom Sohn. This is Antoine and Karen. And this is The Anonymous Landlord. Thank you for joining me and I hope you enjoyed this podcast. But before you go to the next episode, I really want to hear from you. Just search Tom Sohn on any social media or just email me tom at pinkstreet.co.uk. I'd love to know your thoughts on this episode. And if you need any help with your own situation, just get in touch. I'll answer every email and every message I promise. Anyway, see you in the next podcast. And remember, being a landlord is hard. Being an anonymous landlord is easy. Invest, enjoy, repeat and grow.